Francisco town Tell all the women and so do me on the pile I'm a rocker and a roller A little funky too I was raised by a gypsy That's why I had some cool Smokey Johnson Welcome in Golden Globe Trotters. You might be very confused by that music, but you see, this was supposed to be a punishment episode for everybody. But Merman Productions, me and Murray, we care about you guys. All right, so we took the glut of punishment and we actually went through. We went through all of our laser disc vault. We went through all of our machinations down in the laser disc vault, and we actually made this movie better. And we still didn't even save it completely, but we made it better. Because that beautiful angelic voice you just heard, that's a man named Jimmy Valiant, who we actually, uh, through science and technology... Not A.K.A. the Boogie Woogie Man. The Boogie Woogie Man. You understand? We extracted his voice, and we put it over the robot in this movie to save this fucking trash heap of a movie. So, you're welcome for the Boogie Bot. You'll enjoy him. Right. Murray, this is... I don't... This is the worst movie we've done. Even the people in the movie didn't want to be in the movie. It was everyone was collecting a paycheck. It was obvious Donald Pleasance and Fred Williamson were hired for a day. They did all their scenes in one day. Ginty is even more mumbling than usual. If you don't have a storyline where he's fucking a sibling, he's he's out. <laughs> no energy. He's done. All. He's just like, wait, can't I just be like fucking my sister in this? <laughs> never, never. And they're like, Did no. This come out before or after White Fire? Because maybe he was like, look, this is eighty three. I want to say White Fire was a couple years later. He's like, I pitched the idea that I was going to have a sister and I was going to fuck her, and they it said no, been- and uh. I ain't fucking, I ain't delivering a great performance. Yeah. <laughs> so well, maybe you need to rewrite the script and put some sister fucking in it. Yeah, maybe this Nastasia character could be Did my sister. Did he inspire sister? this whole, like, step-sibling fucking thing that, like, is really big in porn right now? Was it, was it, was it or was it us talking about White Fire? Are I you think, to blame? I think it goes long before us, but you know what? If we're going to take credit for everything, I mean... Well, why well not? Take, we do everything. We do everything, except our siblings, unlike Ginty over here. <laughs> yes. Let's see. White Fire. White Fire. Do, do 84. So this was the next year. Yeah. So that's what happened, guys. We we broke broke the case. Yeah. So he, he did this movie completely zeroed. Somebody found... The trap to get an actual emotion out of Robert Ginty, and it was to put his sister in uh, a whole way you can feel a whole story of incestual love into a movie. That's the only way you're going to get. Uh, That's probably what happened. Like they started filming White Fire, and he was just like dead, like monotone. Well, those chowls, man, <laughs> those chowls are weighing him down. You know, so it's like the only way you can get those things to fucking he work really out. He does talk like Droopy, like we say. He looks like Droopy. He talks like Droopy. And in this I'm movie, yeah, very happy. He's not letting his chin drop at all so all the words are just seeping through his teeth it's awful man it's like teeth. well god you could tell like they uh there's a lot of awful like post uh 
uh, audio work in this movie, especially when they're outside. You can tell they didn't record like any sound outside. You're hitting that this episode right on the nose of post audio. <laughs> and uh, you can't mix it, Jack. You could. I, I think what it was is and I, I know originally they, he wasn't supposed to wear a helmet, but his jowls were just flapping. It was like, distracting. Well, very. And it was like you couldn't hear anything. One of the most interesting things we brought up in the Marlboro Man and Harley Davidson is that he powers helicopters with the powers of his jowls. And we see that. this That started in this movie. It's very fascinating. I didn't know. I don't know how that you do that. but Speaking of amazing talent, Murray. Yeah, I have many. Yeah. We are both amazingly talented people. Right, we're, we've reinvented the podcast. Yes. We were business magnets. We cornered the market on men's hair products. Yep. We're sex gods, as we pointed out. Gospel, baby! Of course. You know, we don't want to brag, but we kind of are. There was, I mean, we both have past lives. I've yeah. got plenty of uh, the Golden Globies. You know, they like to, we, I got a lot of pen pals going on right now. And they've been asking me, we need to know more about the Merman. As in Murray. They, I don't know yeah. why they called you the Merman. By the way, Merman I just want to point out for everybody who's listening. Nobody but Griff calls me Murray. <laughs> everyone else calls me Tim. But this is they, too fast. everyone like because we just had a thing a thing with Joe. We had on. He's like I contact him. Said hey, it's Tim. He's like who the fuck is Tim? Who's Tim? Yeah, that, I'm Tim. That is something a lot of people have asked me. Who is Tim? Tim is Murray. I don't even know how it started, but yeah, only Griff calls me Murray. So everyone's been asking me. I need to know more about more about Murray. He's he's only telling me about the cakes. I want to know more about Murray. <laughs> how much I like to grab him? Yeah, exactly. So here's a here's a little tidbit about Murray, and this is relevant to something that's going to be happening soon in the Marvel world. They're coming out with a gay twink version of Captain America yeah, for Pride Month, and this is something that Murray has tried to work with Marvel on years ago before Disney bought them, where he said, "Guys, here's what we need to do. I've talked to a couple of gays. I know how they think. I yeah. know how they fuck." Yeah. I've seen a couple threesomes. I, I got hit on once by a gay guy, so I was like, I think I know the mind he, of he a gay man. He knows it. So he pitched them this beautiful story. Instead of this uh, small, handsome, gentle man, he said, no, we're going to make him a big man's man. So instead of being just ripped as shit like Chris Evans. Well, we're in a bear market, Griff. Yeah, we're in a bear market. So your idea was to have him wearing a little bit more weight. You know, kind of like what you see in that Modern Family show where they're not, like, super jacked. They're just kind of everyday man. This guy you uh, pitched was kind of more like an Arn Anderson, wearing a little more weight in the belly. Well, I said he must have a little cherubic nose. A teeny tiny nose with those big old blue blockers yeah. and, and yeah. thinning hair because, look, everybody in, in mm. modern TV. It happens. Everybody in modern TV has, like, perfect hair. No. Right. Yeah. People, a lot of people have thinning hair. So mm. you said we're going to make this. Someone, everyone. I was being inclusive years before anyone was. Exactly. And I got shot down. Didn't work out. But Murray, I hear uh, opportunities by knocking on your door. Well, yes, Griff. You notice after our classic, now classic, people are talking about it like, you know, it came out two weeks ago. It's already a classic. Commando episode. I broke it down. I told, I just blew everyone's mind about what this movie, really the subtext of this movie. Yeah, everyone knew it was gay, but Murray went even three steps further. So I was contacted by Telegram, if you can believe that. First, they tried to page me, but I didn't have my pager on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they contacted me by Telegram. So you know it's a big deal for someone to get you a Telegram. It's from uh, Bullets and Beefcake Publishing House. Though You know Bullets and Beefcake. That's the biggest gay men's literature oh, yeah. publishing house ever. And I, I want to point out, not gay men's literature, gay 
men's literature. Yeah. Because it's men's literature with a gay slant to it. Yeah, I have every I have every issue. Everything they put out. I I right. contribute to the zine they put out on a monthly basis. So they want to they were really intrigued by the idea of Spartan Squad, the all gay mercenary group. Yeah. And they wanted me because like, like we just discussed a few minutes ago, like I I know the mind of a gay man, even though I'm not gay. I just I met a gay guy once, didn't I didn't shake his hand, but I met him and I said, I know how you think. And so I'm well, gonna we read eyes too, so right. you probably well, yeah, you, read, in the you eye. see a lot, especially in the gay man's eyes. You see a lot, unless they got blue blockers on. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why I wanted our Captain America to wear blue blockers. It helps hide his identity as well. Exactly. See, there, there's even more to play with there. He's hiding his identity. You were going to do this back in the 80s when people were afraid of gay people. Right. So there, everything built up so wonderfully. Fuck you, Marvel, for not picking that up. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that there might be the continuing adventures of Spartan Squad. Oh, yeah. I did such a great job with the origin story. Fingers crossed, guys. It might become sometime in the future. I, I have so many irons in the fire. Is that the phrase? That's the phrase. That... I might have to give a ghostwriter do it. I don't know, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want to take a job away from a gay man. Well, I do, but I don't want people to think I am. So I'm going to be writing on a pen name. I, I, I hear you're going to do, like, the storyboard, and then you're going to let somebody else do, like, the, Probably. you know, Maybe fill in Stephen the King. I've been talking with the, and I was, I've been throwing names it's, out. I'm like, Stephen I, King. You're trying to give this to a gay man, or you're going to give it to Stephen King? <laughs> well, he can think like a gay man, too, can he? Because, <laughs> you know, Griff, there's a school of thought that, like, just because... If like, oh, and especially in we're just going back to comic books, only a black man can write Black Panther. Only a woman can write Wonder Woman. I say no. If you've made contact with a minority at one time in your life, you know everything about them. You know you everything about them. them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yes, I'm gonna. It's I'm writing her pen name Nigel Peppercock. That's my pen name that I use for everything. I like that you're not making this so discreet. You're telling everybody <laughs> exactly the discreet name you're going to be using. Smart. Right. <laughs> you're eliminating every point. Oh, I want people to listen. I want people to read it, yet not know, yet know. <laughs> because I want people to read the books. Because, I mean, Nigel Pepper is a very intriguing name. Still, I want you to know that I'm writing it, so you'll read it. Some Looting Tune logic you got here, my friend. But I like it. I'm excited for it. I'm excited, too. If I can find the time. I don't know. Because so, I, we have an empire we're running here. What was that publishing house again? Then? Bullets and Beefcake Publishing House. Bullets and Beefcake. The finest in gay men's literature so if you're not already subscribed to that what are you doing with your life all right well, are you a subscription they're just a publishing house are you a ginty no you're not go go make sure to follow these guys get all their books and uh look for nigel peppercock in the near future yeah. griff i got a question this has nothing to do with anything I just, I just have this question jurassic park did you like that movie as a kid oh uh, yeah uh it, it's got me thinking because you talked told me last week your your uh, nephew he knows all the names of all the dinosaurs. What do you? What's your feeling on dinosaurs? Do you think if we had the technology to do it, should we bring them back, or should we not bring them back? Uh, we already do enough harm to animals that exist nowadays, so I wouldn't bring anything else into the world. I think you're totally wrong. I want to see a dinosaur. I want to see a brontosaurus fuck before yeah. I die. Griff. You're selfish. I get it. Well, don't you want to see a brontosaurus fuck to see how they do it? I guess. I don't know. You were I, talking last week about how much of a horn dog you are, so I get why you're like, I need to see was I? rare I animals. I don't even remember fuck. that. Yeah. Was, you're saying, you were saying this COVID's got us all thinking crazy. It does. Am I the only one? Am I the only one who wants to get fucked right now? Apparently. 
Okay. Well, I want to watch Brontosaurus is fucked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can work that into the Spartan squad. They go back in time. Murray. And there's like, we, we learned that dinosaurs were gay, and that's how they died out, because they weren't fucking and reproducing. Put it where the sun don't shine. It sounds like a winner write to that, me. Write that down, Stephen. Yep. We'll get our scribe over here, Stephen. I'm sorry for that. But, Griff, getting back to our movie. I hated it. Um, I had a horrible experience this week. I was replaced a toilet for my sister. Mm-hmm. She didn't need to replace, but she wanted it replaced. Mm-hmm. The toilet was perfectly fine. She's like, I want a new toilet. And so I had the toilet off. And I'm looking at that the, the flange, the hole. Yep. And you see the shit residue, the filth. And I was like, I just merely thought of Ginty. Yep, yep, that sounds right. And that made me sick <laughs> because I hate Ginty. Why did we Why did we do this movie again? Or why are we – I thought we were supposed to be punishing our listeners, not us. I know. Like I said, we were supposed to punish everybody, but we love you guys. So, again – some we made it better. I don't love anybody who voted for Griff's dog. You can go to f- get fucked as far as I'm concerned. You guys are all right. Let's get I to know. that trailer. Let's, let's just get it over with. This is uh, Warrior of the Lost World. Ugh. Warrior of the Lost World. In another time, in a distant land, Generations after the radiation wars and the collapse of nations, governments, finance, and communications, there came into existence a new dark age of tyranny. The future. The action. All right, you probably have had already more Ginty than you want to. And you haven't even heard Ginty yet. I I can't imagine he would do a trailer. I've had my fill. I've already had your fill. Murray, I believe I uh, embraced it a little bit in the top half, but we have three factions we're working here. We're in in a world now where we have kind of like a Bezos meets Nazism. Bald-headed! But they're progressive and they're super scientific. I, fascist I, capitalism. Fascist capitalism. Again, my Bezos, favorite kind of Bezos uh, dream world, and that is uh, they're they're called the Omegas. They're led by uh, Donald Pleasance. Wonderful use of Donald the Pleasance. Prosser. Yep, Prosser. <laughs> Awful. It's like is that the professor? Is that the processor? There's no it's oomph the to prosser. that at all. Like every time somebody says Prosser, it's just like. What? Really? Is that your name? Like, it comes off like that. Like, is this really your name? Uh, And then we have the New Way. And these are like your fucking uh, Obama crystal mommies and anti-vaxxers. That's what I saw here. I was thinking hope. They live in a magic mountain. Don't we all? And all they have is white lights. And they wear loose robes. and togas. I thought it was Mount Olympus. That's what they were living on. Like, we're supposed to believe the Omegas are shitting on everybody, but the thing about the Omegas is they have, like, ductwork, toilets, so they're, like— Very—I want to give props—what do you think this building was before? It was the ugliest—it worked. It worked well. Much uh, like—it's called—I forget 
we, we learned this phrase in Total Recall. Because Total Recall also had very ugly architecture. It was like brutalism, I think it was called. Something like that, yeah. It does feel oppressive and yes. ugly. Cold, cement, and, white, And it puts gray. you in a shitty mood. But they had a coliseum in the back. But what, what do you think that building was? Was it like the projects in like wherever Eastern European country they filmed this shit? Yeah, I, I imagine that's what it was. They were like really depressing. It worked. Exactly. Over Only in, thing that worked in this o- Over in some country where it was like cheap as dirt to film Bulgaria and they found that. Yeah, I did like their warehouse though. But the thing is, sanitation through the roof. There, like they're all about that. Donald Pleasance takes shits every every five minutes, so he's like, we got to have good plumbing. Irritable bowel syndrome. Irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. So they're all about good plumbing. Over in the new way, living on Holy Mountain, they're shitting at a goddamn corner. Like these guys are just all about the filth, and they're just like, hey, that's good filth right there. What's wrong with these people? I I thought that was the marginals that shit everywhere. The marginals. They they were more like the new way in that yes, they also did shit everywhere. But at least a lot they, of factions. In they this movie. they at least had a dilapidated uh outhouse that they would shit on. Like not in, on it, but still it was better than the fucking new way shitting in a corner together. Like they were holding hands, going double deucing. Well the one thing I liked about this movie was that it was under ninety minutes. And then you know why it was under ninety minutes, Griff? Because all the world building they did in a crawl, a very long crawl, very Star Wars level crawl. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna read it for everybody to get you up to date so we don't have to explain anymore about the shitty fucking backstory of this movie. And to make it more interesting, I think I'm gonna try to do it as Christopher Sir Christopher Lee. <clears throat> in another time, in a distant land generation after the radiation walls and the collapse of nations, governments, finance, and communications, there came into existence a new dark age of tyranny. As each sector adapted its own rules for survival, the evil despot Prosser brought to power a congress to enforce his laws and obligations, and armed a deadly militia, the Omega to destroy the outsiders who are trying to reestablish a more tolerant society, the new way. The region beyond the control of the Omegas is the Wastelands, a forbidden zone populated by roving tribes of desperate marginals who engage in barbaric struggle, forced territory, and survival. Meanwhile... High in the mountains, living among the ruins of the past civilizations, dwells a small group of mystics called the Enlightened Elders. It's here that the outsiders, led by McWayne and his daughter Natasha, gain inspiration in their struggle against Prasa and the Omega. Now, into the time of conflict and rebellion, astride a supersonic speed cycle, Rides one man, a fearless survivor, who is destined to become warrior of the lost world. And right off that beautiful read, you go into jowls in the wind. (laughs) And we're just cruising through empty roads again. They're going for like that post-apocalyptic kind of feel where Real, it's just like, barren. shitty-ass bike. It's supposed to be like the coolest supersonic bike. It's a piece of shit. It, it's typical like early 80s post-apocalyptic with just shit on shit on shit on shit. So yeah. the bike has like a computer console on top of it. 
boogeyman. And it just looked really well, it was really just dumb. a speaking spell is what it was. Let's it be was a speaking spell. A lot of the gadgets they use in this movie are just speaking spells. And so we get our first little, you know, he's just riding along. He's got his v- a visor down. We cannot hear what he's saying because that's how Ginty fucking and talks they put, in this, this movie. This is the audio in post, people, and we still don't understand what yes, he's saying. Yes, again, audio in post. Still don't know. He's like, it could be fucking my But thank right the fucking Lord that goddamn Boogie Bot can understand him. There, there must be some <laughs> kind of, like, mental telepathy happening between the two of them because we get a look down and... We get, we get our first cut of the Boogie Bot. I feel good, dude. Boogie Bot, the only creation giving any kind of emotion in this movie. He's the only person with emotion in this movie. Everybody else is just dead because they've been And we put the Boogie Bot in, so you can thank us for making this watchable. Because I know most people know this movie from, I guess, Mystery Science Theater. Yes. We're doing it better. We're, we're actually playing it up. My willy willy. All right, so as he's cruising along. There's an Omega Speed speed trap yes i guess they're really sticklers about speed limits even in the apocalypse this is like the only thing the omegas do they're just like hey guys drive safely they're just traffic that's, cops. that's all they're doing like that's their big plan is just be like hey drive safely that's it that's all i've seen them do wrong in this movie so ginty this his mere presence i think offended him i don't think he was in speeding they're just like get a little of that guy so they call in the post-apocalyptic punch and john and they, they're on their motorcycles chasing Ginty yeah. on his motorcycle. Yeah. Now, I will say they go a little bit far because they're not just like, hey, slow down. They do like our cops nowadays where they assume he's a minority and they start shooting at him. Or well, they're just Ginty defended kind by of is a minority. Because he's jowls. Nobody's like him. Yeah. He's like a fish man. <laughs> Something like because that. Because he has... Giant jowls, right? I was gonna say dog man, but dog it's, man. Like, <laughs> that, it's like droopy. That works. Yeah, that, yeah, droopy. Yeah, I'm very happy. And and so he's he's like, all right, what should we do? We'll cut over to our beautiful boogie bot again. Blood and blood. That's what we should do. I mean, I'm out for blood too. Exactly. And uh, so. I, maybe, did this movie inspire uh, Delta Force? Because there is a Delta Force reference, but they got the little rockets on the back. It had to be because Delta Force came out after, I'm pretty sure. So the, he, he pushes the button, rockets go flying, and Boogie Bot is loving every minute of it. Boogie Man feels good! So they, they fucking take out uh, the one car, but... They, <laughs> I know there was a time... I love. They don't do this anymore. They used to do it all the time in the 70s. Every car has to go off a cliff and blow up. And there's a ton of that in this movie. And they just blow up off a cliff. Yeah, because uh, he has done some maneuvering the, with the jowls. The wind has hit it a different way, which veers the bike off in different directions. And so he's not even, like, driving it. He's just letting the jowls do the, the driving. Because, again, they're like sails, man. They just The wind catches it. So they have uh, managed to make one bike swerve into the speedster. The speedster and the bike hit, go off. They blow up in a just a comp- incredible blaze of glory, and then uh, uh, Jowlies McJowlson Ginty, the rider. He continued. <laughs> he was called the rider. That's ever, all I saw. But, yeah, but no, was he ever mentioned at all by name? Nope, just Jowls. Just Ginty. Okay. You uh, you would often get that people were addressing him or talking about him by them going, "Oh, that guy." <laughs> so uh, there, there's a lot of that in this movie. So comes he, to roadblock. He has. Veer those guys off, and yeah, he continues on. And so he just goes, turbo boost, boogie bot. 
and then they go boom, and they go flying. And it's like yeah, they veer left. Just this is a roadrunner trick. You just turn left on a dime, and you <laughs> go off. And those guys the... are just blunt. They're like, what? What? What do they? How do they beat our roadblock? You just turned left. That's and it. Jump the jump the fence. <laughs> they're robbing that corner. <laughs> so now they're on. They're in a field, and for some reason, there's cars everywhere in this fucking field. It was a junkyard, Murray. Junkyard. There was a sign that said Golden State Junkyard. But why were they so spaced out so far? Well, at first, Wait, I'm getting ahead of myself because no, yeah, we're in a at, junkyard. At first, it was the junkyard, and then it turns into a car graveyard where it's just spaced out like the Arlington uh, uh, graveyard. All where it's I know like is perfect. we know what happened to all the punks from New Year's Evil. They wound up in this graveyard, the junkyard. Yes, led by the kid who wore the fucking nylon and the glasses underneath it, like Christopher Lee glasses from uh, uh, Towling Two. Your sister's yep. a werewolf. And yeah, that's you want to fuck her still? And so. They got. They're really primitive. They got crossbows. They got crossbows. They're throwing nuts Didn't and bolts. Get shot before this because Ginty's getting fucked up. Ginty gets shot here. Okay. Ginty got shot in the back of the shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He rolls in here. All these kids are climbing out and they're like throwing nuts and bolts. There's a couple poops, you know, thrown at him. And he's just like, uh, that might have been a little too far, guys. And then somebody does shoot him with a crossbow in the leg. Yeah, and then but he gets through it, and then like you said, he finds the the the, the graveyard of automobiles. We do get a nice cut over to Boogiebot, who is calling out all these dangerous threats that are there. But mainly, you know, what, what do we got? Like barbarians, the barbarians. We got dorks, and we got geeks, and the worst, the most offensive of all, bald-headed geeks. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck with those people either. Never. He escapes. And he makes it to... Escape gives this too much action. <laughs> he moseys. Yeah, he, he stumbles. He, yeah. He just rolls through. Yeah. He's going five. He's idling through this. He's using his feet to push the bike. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets to the, the... We'll call it the automobile graveyard. And there's a... Was, there, was it still the bald-headed geeks? Was this a new group? I don't even remember. It was the geeks and the dickheads and all them. They're catching up to them now because they're chasing from behind. And so it was just them, right? Wasn't the were the Omegas involved? I don't know. I was so I thought out. the Omegas got involved, but then I didn't see their like fucking clear ass Nazi you know imagery here. I think it was just the junkyard boys, man. The biggest stable. All I know is Ginty gets shot off his bike. Yes. And the bike. And I'm at, cheering right now. I'm like, yes. Boogiebot at this point, he again is out for blood. The bike is rolling, rolling on its own. It's in autopilot apparently. And uh, Ginty has fallen off, and he he's just like kind of assessing the situation. He's laying in the grass. He's thinking about life. He's looking up at the sky. He's making sure his jowls are intact. By the way, we point out he's dressed like Fonzie. He's got blue jeans and a leather jacket. Yeah. And you you are no Fonzie. Yeah. Well, he's swimming in that jacket. It's way too big. Well, because he has no muscles. Well, he's got to remind. He wants to wear his jacket like he wears his jowls, you know? Everything has to be Loose. fluttering with this man. Everything. Loose. <laughs> that was what Seagal say. He pulled out the gun. Loose. Fast and loose. <laughs> Fast and loose. Got to give him the juice. So as he's laying there in the grass, he's just like, I'll just let the boogie butt take care of everything. But then a fucking car comes just f speeding at him. He does an evasive maneuver, pulls out a grenade, and chucks it as the car's going by into the car. So the car explodes, and then he whistles. And the boogie bot, of course, hears that. And boogie, boogie bot comes rolling back over. And these shots, the fucking first-person shots on, like, the seat of uh, the, the boogie bike, just 
ridiculous. It's like clearly someone just kind of pulling around on a car. It does nothing. It's just boring. It's horrible. It really so is. He horrible. gets on the bike and then he just drives into a cliff face. It don't matter, baby. What? The absolute. I fuck. was excited because I was like, "Movie's over. Good. He's dead. I can turn this off and yeah. get out of my life." They gave the audience what they wanted: Ginty to explode into a mountain. Right. This was. This is. Yeah. I enjoyed him being shot repeatedly and then f- flying into a cliff face. Yeah. Even the boogie bot was excited about this. Blood and blood. But no, I told you. I'm gonna be yawn through this entire fucking episode because yeah. of this. This fucking movie sucked. The drip of a movie. I hate, I hate me. We come to it's all white, and then we got Fred Williamson here, who's yeah. a beautiful black man. So it was kind of a weird. They're they're trying to spell out really quickly that we shouldn't trust Fred Williamson. Is that what you were getting? No, I thought I was like happy to see. It. I was like finally somebody again. Their talent. They're playing on an audience's emotions because we're like finally a fucking actor. He's dressed like a soldier. And you're surrounded by old people in togas. And I'm, sorry, I'm like, are we on Mount Olympus? What the fuck's going on here? We see Ginty ugh, splayed out, bare naked. This is disgusting. We should have been seeing like probes just like tearing him apart or I something. I thought he was in a massage parlor because he just has a towel on his junk. Like, I wanted to see like more pincers on those jowls to figure out how that just disgusting morphation, morphation happened <laughs> to his face. I don't even know what to describe of this man's jowls. They're gross. What happened? Jowl reduction. Jowl reduction? I was hoping they would do that because they do heal him. They use magical powers to heal him, but his jowls. He's got a tiny jelly. like, we can't do anything with that. Yeah, he's got a tiny jelly stain on his forehead, and a woman with a flashlight waves her hand over (laughs) it, and it heals it. Again, we're using crystal sorcery here. Right. And then we go up to the surface. We just... Jump right up to the surface where we have Fred. You see this pathetic freedom fighting gang. Yeah. Some people are doing like mime work. They're like miming fighting. Some we, people are sword fighting. Miming, ventriloquism. They're doing some sleight of hand. We got some people fighting with foils. It's an odd mix. And of course, Murray, you see a couple people sitting in the corner holding hands because that's what these new age people do or new way people do. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah. Way, I no, hate to admit it, people. but I saw that too many times. You've hung out with new age no. People? I'm saying in this movie, oh, I saw I, these I people. Was just like oh. I was looking at the clock half the time. Yeah, I agree with this. So the elder, we learned this. This how how disgusting is this world that Ginty is the only one pure of spirit. Pure, you're pure of spirit. That's why when you hit the mountain, you didn't crash and burn and die like the audience wanted. You're basically the Messiah. That's that's we're supposed to believe. For real? Come on. We know Ginty's a piece of shit. So they're asking him, begging him, please, please, Charles, will you save us? Will you go into Omega's headquarters and save our Professor McWayne? Yeah. Another bad name in this movie. Just yeah, bad. pretty bad. And he's, got, he's working on his bike trying to be like, for me? So they're Whoa. not getting anywhere with them. So they're, you know, you see Fred William, Williamson like, Look, man, you're the only fool who has pure spirituality. You have to save the world, man. I don't care. And he, he, he waves in the reinforcement. And then we have this decent-looking woman come over, way too, uh, <laughs> way out of Ginty's league, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, she's 
I think her real name is Perseus Lombada. Oh, great she name. She was the bald chick from Star Trek the Motion Picture. Interesting. And I'm I don't quote me on this cuz I did not I hated this movie so much I didn't even check the IMDb. I'm almost certain she died of a heart attack from cocaine. Oh no. Cuz she died pretty young. I maybe she killed herself for being in this movie. I don't know. But so sh- she rolls up and Ginty immediately is thinking, "Well, you kind of look like <laughs> my sister. It's my lucky day. I'm about to get my dick wet. And she pulls out a gun and holds it up to uh, his old Johnson. And this, again, Boogie Bot's saving the movie for us right here. Good it, dick! I mean, he says it all right there. His willy willy is about to be shot off. And that's enough motivation for the Gints to agree to risk his life to save Mick... Mick, uh, Mick Wayne. Wayne. I know. It's just so awful. I I love that you won't even let the words pass through your mouth. (laughs) Like, everything about this movie. Our villains suck. Our heroes (laughs) suck. Fred Williamson is underused. Donald Pleasance is underused. So, apparently, there's a cave system that runs... I don't know how far away are they from Omegaville, because... Murray just went ahead and cut to this, because that's exactly how the movie does. (laughs) We don't need to be, like, over over yonder is a cave. It's just we're in a cave now. It's a series. There's a tunnel that because they don't want to go through the wasteland or they don't. They, they this is the only way they can sneak in. So they're wearing like jumpsuits. Yeah, they're wearing very white jumpsuits. And you can see some straight up ginty moose knuckle going on, you know. <laughs> and it's like, dude, come on, I just ate. And so we, oh we this God. is a very scary tunnel, guys. Why? Because I love how in all these like tunnels. There's the, the whole bio system like that does not compute. Like there's tarantulas. Do tarantulas fucking make webs? I thought they lived in, like a hole or some shit. I didn't think they made webs. No. Well, they do in this movie. Yeah. And he's like, hey, there's a tarantula on you, and he just lightly brushes it off. It's like there's no action in the nothing. I see. I think what they were supposed to do with that scene is they get closer, and so there's a tarantula on your bum, and then he touches her buns, her cakes, and then he. Does a little hand, mama handshake like that's a hot ass right there. Well, we don't get any of that because there's no sexual friction because we're talking about the man of the jowl, the jowly jowls of. We get, uh, of course, you gotta if you have a snake, you gotta be a python. So there's a python there. Hey, you, you scared of snakes? It's, no. Again, I wish we were embellishing the scene. <laughs> They're walking with torches. There's a snake. There's a spider. Why is it very well lit? tunnel system because there's there is natural light coming through through the whole i don't know where it's coming from maybe there's some ventilation going on i don't know might be but they have torches and then they meet the worst of all mutants this is where the people who got radiation whatever from the nuclear war the radiation war they live in the tunnels murray maybe you can help me with this because i i didn't understand it and unfortunately we don't have boogie bot to help us through these scenes they're just pure ginty jowls where does he get a flamethrower from? Well, before that, I want to point out, they hide behind a pillar, and they literally have their hands with torches, like, exposed, yet somehow the mutants walk right past them. Oh. Like, there's two people behind, like, a pillar that's probably a foot across. There's gonna, You see, there's going to be a lot of this where I didn't notice something, <laughs> and you didn't notice something, because <laughs> this movie is impossible to sit and focus on. It just enraged me because he literally is the, – the the mutant runs right by his torch. Like he could feel the heat. This movie is the birth of ADHD. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, then he just – he. well, it was almost like the uh, 
getting, I'm getting back to that flamethrower head. It's like the jumpsuit. They just throw it out. Like, Why are we wearing jumpsuits? Because we have to. And then he's like, and then he 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 pulls out like a pen, like the James Bond thing. It's like a pen. Oh, and okay. he shoots the flames at these mutants and sets them on fire. And he's like, "Well, that works pretty good." Like, out what? I thought like he found maybe some uh, a soy sauce container that actually had oil no, in it and not. dipped his jowls because he could no. fit so much in his jowls. No. And then he spit it at them. But that's giving Ginty a little too much credit because that would take some ingenuity and, you know, skill. Well, and he just said they needed a James Bond pen flamethrower, and he made it happen. So, Murray, here's my favorite part. They've dealt with the ghouls. There is no reason for this. There was no tension here. There's no nothing. Snake, spider, ghouls, we burned them. No big deal. That, that should be the, uh, the blurb on the cover of the movie. No tension. <laughs> like if you just, if you if you can't handle any kind of like drama, you, you, like. soft and loose like Ginty's jowls. <laughs> right. And here is my favorite. They exit the cave into the rafters of the Omega <laughs> yeah. Building. Yeah. What? So the Omega Building blow the caves. We get to see the exterior of the Omega Building, and it is on a flat plane. Like 40 stories tall, but somehow this mountain cave that was underground goes above ground 40 stories, and they get into the fucking rafters, Murray. You didn't notice they were walking uphill the whole time. Apparently. Yeah, so they're on a catwalk, and they're like in like a S&M bar. I don't know what way. Yeah, they're, at first they're looking down, and we don't even get to see what's down there. You see shit. You just see jowls miming <laughs> something, and then Natasha says, yeah, those are some bad mothers down there. And it's like, well, show us. Like, what is this? But no. And then we walk into the second place where apparently there's a nice st- stairs from the rafters or a stepladder or something. Because they get down and they're walking in. And this is why I think the Omegas are actually kind of cool. Because they have a fucking S&M bar. Well, it's like S&M interpretive dance. Like, yeah. nobody's really getting hurt. They're just wearing leather gear. Well, not right now, but... I think there's good. I think there's some back rooms. And well, shit. see, and this because you before we recorded, you were like, "Is the Omega the bad guys?" Because they're giving these people free entertainment, and there's booze there. There's shots everywhere. Free entertainment, free booze, pro sex. You, you, like this is Spartan level, Spartan squad level <laughs> shit. Like guys, girls, everybody. Their orgies are very welcome here. I a new way. They're like, no, you can shit with other people, but you can't fuck them. That's gross. Just shitting, okay? Right. Just shitting. It's in the shit play. That's it. And so, yeah, we get like a, I think we get a voiceover from the prostitute, Donald Plasma. He's like, enjoy fucking, you know. Like, I, I do love, I really, I want to get some of this audio. I think it's complete garbage. But Donald Pleasance, again, showed up for one day, but right. he at least put in a lot more than Fred Williamson had to. I'll give, right. I'll give Donald Pleasance that. And he does have this great. Authoritarian uh, George Orwin, nineteen twenty two. George uh, Orwell, not George Orwin. Okay, uh, uh, nineteen twenty two voice where it is nineteen twenty two. What year was it? Sixty three. Nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. So he does have this wonderful authoritarian authoritarian voice. I do love that, and it's just like remember, cup the balls, feel the buttocks, play with the titties. Not, yeah, that's important. There's not enough ball cupping. Like, ladies, cup the balls. Very pro-sex, and that's something very progressive. Like, we're dealing with that today. He wouldn't want to watch a brontosaurus fuck. Conservatives are like, don't have sex. 
But also, I'm going to go to an airport and be Well, he knows fucking... that we're human beings and we have needs. Much like I have needs, I need to get fucked. Greg. Apparently, yeah. But so he's just like, give it to him because if you repress it, you shoot up a massage parlor. That's what happens. Okay. Wow. Never mind. <laughs> we're not going to go over there. So anyways, I do love that. Yeah, you should be sorry for that one. Uh, I do love that they have. He should be. They bring out the big Lebowski shot here because do you did you see? Never, it? No, I refuse to see it now. Really? I I hate the fan base so much. I refuse to see it. Now. I'm sorry to like, hear that. I probably that. would have seen it, but then I, don't, I hate you fans. I hate the fans. Oh, so. Okay, it is a fantastic movie, but I get you. I don't know. I'll never see it. Um, but there is a wonderful scene in that movie where he is being he's going through like a trip and he's being rolled down a bowling lane and he turns over because there's girls that are spreading their legs above him. And we get a scene where this is where that scene originated from because Ginty is flowing around like a little snake looking up, and we just get all these butts being thrust into the camera. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. You thought <laughs> you thought the butt was so good that that woke me up a little bit. And I like it again. Equal opportunity. You saw some hairy asses. You I saw some uh, some smooth asses. We don't know if those were men or women because they let anything go there. And then Murray. They leave. They well, he goes, well, he goes, hey, are those jello shots? <laughs> so they go have a couple jello shots. He does a he does a, a, a naval shot off of Natasha. Oh, Because okay. went in Rome. You know? Went in Rome. They got to fit in. And then they're like, yeah, let's just leave, I guess. You know? As soon I think as, I think Ginty's like, is this place so bad? Why, why don't I stay here and fuck, you, fuck off with you guys? Well, Murray, we're about to see that in a second here because as they're wandering around, uh, they end up in the bowels of this building, right. and again, once again, it's another water treatment plant. It looked like a brewery. Like these big That's bats. what I thought too. I saw those big bats, and I was like, yeah. "It's almost like a brewery." Maybe it was. And they go to a nice secluded corner because this is heavily guarded. But you know that one corner. If you have the jumpsuit, you're 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 in. You that's your ticket to go anywhere at <laughs> okay. any time and do anything. You don't get identification or anything. Nothing. Not even jumpsuit. a lanyard. Just just go ahead. Yeah. No big deal. You look new here. But whatever, go. So they go to a quiet corner where they where Natasha pulls out a speaking spell and she hacks into it. Puts it. She just places it on a pipe and then she starts pressing (laughs) buttons and it starts reading out McWayne in 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 danger. Terminate. 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 And they do this thing in this movie where they will not spell out terminate. They remove all the The vowels. vowels. Right. Yeah. And it's like, why are we doing this? Because that's that's newspeak, Griff. So this is where Ryder starts to lose his cool because, like you said, he's like Jello shots, S and M. I got on the floor; they didn't kick me out. I get kicked out everywhere. <laughs> when you got chowls like this, you get kicked out of everywhere. But these people were like, they were like, I don't even have to pay extra for the clean sheets. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, that's how great this is, Shangri La. Yeah, he was wearing a sheet as a cape at this uh, scene right now, gentlemen, lady and gentlemen. And so he's just like, look, I kind of like this place. Yeah. But, of course, Natasha, she knows how to work him over because, yes, like Murray, he has not been touched in a long time. And so all she does. she cups the balls. That's what she got to do. (laughs) She touches his elbow and then cups the balls and makes eye contact. And he's like, I'm yours, baby. That's all you need. That's all I need. So (laughs) they go out to the Coliseum where they're going to, I guess, you know, it's it's like ancient Rome. You keep the. People scared and happy at the same time. You, you, you execute them in public. Murray, what I read this as, these people, and this is something I believe in, assisted suicide. They were just like, I'm, 
I don't really want to live. I'm not living a full life. I'm I'm ready to go. And they were like, okay, well, I'll let you go. Well, the, what they do is they have – it looked like they had the old water uh, drinking fountains you had at, like, the elementary school. They, they, they tie them to those because this is, like, like about waist-high metal blocks, and they, mm. t- they tie them to them. And they that whip would out, play into the water facility probably. Yeah, and yeah. they whip out the old Tormentor 114. Yep, no vowels again. No vowels. I figured it out, though. And that apparently shocks them through the drinking fountains. They do sell being shocked pretty well. Yeah. We saw it in their face. And we're like, wait, is we don't know who the fuck McWayne is at this point. So I'm like, is McWayne dying right now? I don't fuck. Cause we just learned that he's going to be dominated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is kind of straight out of um, Life of Brian. You got someone walking around selling wolf nipple chips. They're lovely. Get them while they're hot. I know somebody who likes some wolf nipples, Daigoro. Daigoro does love him some wolf nipple chips. Lone wolf nipple chips. Wolf spleens as well. And... Uh, so we, we, we see the second group in. Ginty, by the well, way. Well, you're gonna, not only they execute them, then they flamethrow them. So they just like incinerate the bodies. True. And then they just get like a broom, like the Sandman from the Apollo Theater, like sweeps them off. Yeah. That broom needs some more bristles. And I noticed like, the bristles were kind of worn out on it. So I'm thinking, because I'm just looking at the clock when it's moving to end, McQueen's, McQueen's, McQueen. McQueen's dead, right? Right? Well, No. They're bringing in the second group now. And what we failed to mention is that Ginty throughout, as they're going through this building and everything, he's looking at where all the guards are. And they make sure to point out this one tower about a mile off into the distance that's, like, towering over. And he sees there's three guards up he's there. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit those guys. And then, and then you have all these armed guards positioned all over this coliseum. But apparently they're offended by the jowls as well. Because as McWayne comes out, I want to point out McWayne, whitest guy on the planet. His daughter, Indian. Yes. Okay. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe he found her like uh, Matrix found Alyssa Milano. I, sure. But it's like if you're if that's if that's the complaint you want to register with this movie is that <laughs> the father and daughter don't quite match for me. Sure. They don't match for anybody if you have eyes. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. So as we go, like Orville Rettenbacher for fuck's sake, (laughs) and he is an Indian, uh, attractive Indian daughter. I'm not shitting on. I'm not saying you are. I'm just like out of all the offensive things about this movie to be like. (laughs) Well, I have. You see this list here? I have a laundry list of offensive things. Yeah, I'm getting them all out. I just think it's funny that you're like. We got to point out (laughs) that they don't look like they could be mothers or father and daughter. So they Ginty don't. has sized up the whole room. Mick Wayne comes out. Natasia sp- sp- springs up. Well, and technically, I don't want to split air. It's not a room. They're in an open air. Okay, Coliseum. Excuse or me. I'm just saying. And what was up with that? Because it's like, it literally looks like an ancient Coliseum. Like, the, the, st- like the seats are made out of stone. Like, what the fuck are we? We're like in a factory, a water treatment <laughs> plant, and then we're like in ancient Rome. See, I would have been like I already love this detail of it. I love this detail about it because Donald Pleasance, as I know, is this is the kind of villain he always plays. He would be into this kind of shit. He's a you know he's a wine enthusiast. He likes this kind of shit. He's always wearing a loaded glove. I like this, um, but yes, it makes no sense because it is connected to what we assume is a water facility plant. <laughs> but still, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. Um, it was it was it was beautiful. So Natasha. Shot up. 
Is there anything I else? Call her, I call her Natasha. Natasha. Natasha works. Natasha. I I, I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't catch her name because it's hard to catch any detail of this movie, especially if the mother, or daughter, and father look anything alike. She jumps up. She's immediately got a man's gun in the back if of her. Her father head. was Indian. He would say Natasha. <laughs> it's Natasha. Okay. 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 So apparently the guards. Went to Stormtrooper from Star Wars training camp because they can't hit the broadside of a barn. Ginty has knocked over the guy who had a gun directly to the back of Natasha. Natasha? Natasha's head, stolen the gun right out in the open, yeah. guards all over the place, watching Ginty. Maybe the jowls were flowing or something, and they were just They mesmerized. are distracting, yeah. That had to be it. It's kind of like when... Uh, Ogami rolled up onto the, 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 the jousting women, or not jousting, jester women with the uh, uh, ridiculous outfits yeah. and mesmerized. So it's kind of got that yeah. appeal. Well, since we're, I'm splitting hairs, I, I also want to <laughs> point out that they're like, they're just machine guns, regular machine guns, but they have this retarded, like, beep, 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 like, like yes. sound. I, uh, if what I remember to, that? I'll throw that sound effect in there. But, this was so annoying about it is that there's very few sci-fi elements to this, but they added that sound effect to make it sci-fi. I but feel they're not like. shooting lasers. That's right, what, you know, right. It's, it's still a, bullets. Yeah. It just makes a laser sound effect. <laughs> and they're like, hey, sci-fi. Because there's, there's magic in this movie. There's crystal magic. There's fucking well, magic ma- is only science we don't understand yet. Oh, okay. So I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ginty has murdered everybody in sight. McWayne, by the way, on the ground level, the Coliseum, he has just stolen a gun. He is Somehow also. Somehow he gets a gun. He I, is also. Who knew it was this easy to just break out? These are the worst fucking guys ever. <laughs> You're right. They're, they are stormtroopers. Because they're, maybe they're getting too much sex, and they're just too mellow and chilled out. That might be it. We don't know what they're feeding these people they're, either. They're probably they're taking jello shots probably at the execution. Maybe. You know? And they're just like, whoa, fucking. These people are storming back, man. So they're just all getting shot up. They start – okay, and this is where we get into Ginty, where for five minutes his only line is, move. Move it. No, move. That, you gave way too much energy. It was just literally just, move it. Move. Move it. And they're going, they're, they're going backwards through the building now, the same way we saw them come in with the guards. They're going back through it. We see him. They stop at, like, this little bridge between the water plant and the Coliseum, and – Ginty looks up, sees those three motherfuckers on that tower, like a mile away, and is like, lines up his shot, takes a breath in, and then releases. He squeezes the trigger. Mm-hmm. He doesn't pull it. He squeezes, squeezes fast it. and loose, like Sensei told him. All three guys. Oh man, watching that, I, I really miss like really bad stunt dummies that get thrown off things. And because of CGI, we don't get that anymore. Because there were some really awful dummies that got thrown off. Oh yeah, and they were so into that shot that they actually put a camera down on the ground and we watched the dummies fall for probably forty five seconds. <laughs> well, they, there's a lot of padding in this movie too. It's yes. eighty seven minutes and half of it's padding. There's a lot of padding. As we're about to get to, because Ginty runs over to the courtyard where they have some helicopters waiting. Get to the chopper! That, Millie. As we know, Ginty has the, you know, he powers chopters with just his jowls alone, as we talked about in Harley Davidson and Marvel Man. He's no stranger to chopper driving. So, piloting. 
they're, they hop into the chopper. He starts it up. He attract. He uh, uh, pu- well, puts he, the first here you hear, it. and she's like, he's like, I haven't started it yet. That's just my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's attaching like, the nodes to his jowls, yeah. and he's trying to get the kinetic energy built up so he can power the plane. The McWayne runs right in, but uh, Natasia has decided that she wants some more violence. So she's standing out on the courtyard trying to shoot more of these Omega guards as they come running out. I mean, these guys are barely using their guns, so I I guess I get her overconfidence here. Yeah, she just killed 100 men. But finally, her father's voice cuts through. Natasia, come on, it's time to go home. And she starts running back, but she gets a fucking laser to the kneecap. Well, she yeah, I wouldn't say laser. She gets a bullet. Whatever she collapses. I well, mean, they you're giving it, it too much credit. It's it's either a laser or a bullet. And then bullet. forget it. We're getting out of here. <laughs> and they just fly away like they literally. And it was like the most. You want to talk about padding? It was like ugh, they're stretching their hands out to reach. And they say, ah, and then she misses, and they just take off. They just leave. They, because the deal it, was, I get you. So that's my daughter. I don't care. And McWayne forgets about his daughter very quickly yeah. as we go on a nice, uh, nice padded eight-minute helicopter <laughs> ride here where they're just right. left and right, left and right. And then finally, another copper yeah. starts shooting at them. Copper so, chopper. So Ginty looks over and goes, Oh, you know how to use one of those? And McWayne just does. Were you doing a Yogi Bear impression? Like, hey, boo boo, <laughs> do you know how to use a bazooka? Well, McWayne does. <laughs> so he picks it up and he says, Of course, Yogi. And I'm smarter than the yeah. average bear. He manages to hit the helicopter right out of the midairs. Yeah, it was great. So we, we finally get back. Uh, a we, lot of scenes of obviously the actors just like on a helicopter, it's on the ground and yeah. they're shooting up above. Yeah, but all right, we did Mar- get one shot of Ginty actually in a helicopter. Though they did, yeah, yeah. So all right, Murray, ain't no bitch. So I've been complaining this whole movie because our villains seem very pointless, and I don't think they're actually villains at all. So the first time we're gonna see Prosser, we're gonna see Donald Pleasance. We've been hearing his voice over the intercom and everything. We're gonna see him here, Murray. And it's obvious he's just wearing the same outfit he did when he played Blofeld in the James Bond movies. He probably had that in his closet. Like, they had nothing for him. He was a Bond villain? Yeah, he was Ernst uh, Blofeld, the dude with the cat. I think, he was in a, I think he was in a couple of them. He I his... have to go watch those. Those are now my favorite Bond movies. And so, yeah, and he had like he looked like Baron Strucker. He had the scar on his fucking eye and shit. And uh, he, he's got a cripple hand for some reason, a loaded glove. Wearing a loaded glove on a cripple hand, yeah, and because he's just because that's just what a pro Pleasance is. He's he gave a very pleasant performance. He did where he's just like I gotta add this character. There's nothing here. There's nothing on the page. He's gonna have a crippled hand, and I'm gonna wear my James Bond's uh, outfit I wore, and I don't remember what the movie was, and I'm gonna make this work. He did. He really did. But this whole scene doesn't work because we already know from the crawl. We don't learn any new details. He just he has Natasha. He sat her down. We already know that McWain has uh, the new age and the elders. They want to overthrow his Omega Society because reasons. We don't know why. They're Maybe Antifa. They, they're crazy, Griff. They're just they're just crazy. They're Antifa. So uh, yeah, that's this scene. That's it. Maybe the, 
this whole Omega Society is being run on Androchrone. What is it? Adrenochrome? Adrenochrome. Maybe I didn't what. see any kids there. Exactly. All right. They're just like, they're below the fuck. So are uh, you saying powers. the new age is uh, Q forces? Yeah. They're, they're storming the Capitol. So, they're patriots. So we hate both sides of this movie. You're saying we hate everybody in this movie. I was surprised because the new way doesn't use bear spray. Usually, if you're a patriot, you use bear spray on people. That's a good point. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, Murray. We've talked about the two factions. We're finally going to get to our third faction, the Marginals. Is that what they were? All I know is McWayne needs an army. So he goes, look, there's this like stupid fight club thing going on. It's like It's like... I think what it is is UFC 2000. Like, they've continued. Even though society's crumbled, UFC is still moving on. I did see Dana White over there. Yes. Yeah. And he was counting his money. He was very happy about the money. And so he's like, you got to get their respect. It's a free-for-all in this one. Here's what we're talking about, everybody. We got junkyard boys. We got Amazon We got, women. I want to point out, one of the Amazon women, the black woman, that's Coretta Coretta from our classic movie. She played the character, classic character, Chocolate. In Rats, Night of Terror. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. She's uh, looking better than ever. Yeah, Man. she looked good in this movie. And we got Lumberjacks slash Mick Foley impersonators. Yes. I did like that the lumber in the Lumberjacks corner, they had a little person, and he had a Mercedes-Benz I hated him. hood ornament. He was awful, but I, <laughs> I didn't notice until the last scene. Dude, that was... That- that was such an 80s thing. I, I remember, That's why you don't see hood ornaments anymore. Because I remember when I was in junior high, the thing was to steal a Cadillac emblem. And people would steal them and wear them on wear necklaces. Them. Yes. I, I think the first people I saw do that was the Beastie Boys. I think the Beastie Boys yes, did Yes, the Beastie Boys did it too. Yeah. yeah. And and we get Dragon Sound is in this movie. Dude. I was so fucking stoked. Okay, we're in the future. They lost their instruments, but they're right. still trying to fight with love and power. They just do it acapella now. Of course, some of them are sharp and flat, but, you know, one of them's still pretty good. And, of course, when you have a group of people, you got to throw the village people in. The village people showed up for some reason. They always do. They find a way. They find a way. So, so McWayne is like, look, man, if you want to get their respect, kick the shit out of everybody. Yeah, he starts telling them. He makes it sound like McWayne uh, makes it sound like he's going to step in and start fighting them because he says, hey, give me your gloves. As if he's going to start beating some ass. He, and he, wants, he needed a loaded glove. Yeah. yeah, he wanted the loaded glove. So he starts, you know, he gets the gloves off him, and then he pats uh, Jowls on the shoulder and just like, all right, get in there. And Jowls, again, he's just, he's got such an amoeba brain. He's got nothing going on in there that he's like, all right. Just walks up there. And sure enough, people start throwing kicks and fists at him because, I mean, it's like a mosh pit of a fight. You know, right. there's just fists flying everywhere. The fucking midget gets involved for a minute and then gets thrown back out. Yeah, he struggles with uh, the lumberjack guy first, and they're exchanging blows. He's getting his ass beat, so I was I was cheering. I was that glad. was that was the coolest. Nobody part. was selling for the midget. I was happy about that. Yeah, that was the best part. Was just seeing uh, the midget get destroyed. Yeah, no, Marie, I'm not offended by that. Seeing Jowls get punched in the face nine <laughs> oh. times. Just hearing the ripple effect, it's kind of beautiful, actually. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a seashell to your ear. If I could remember any of the characters from Dragon Sound, I'd say they were beating the shit out of them. But I don't yeah. remember. Well, they did. They, they, they kind of worked. This is for my dad. And then he just punches <laughs> Ginty in the face. <laughs> so so after he takes out the lumberjack guy, and there was some help from the little person. You threw there. him off the top of a cage. He did. God damn it, Griff. Oh, my God, it killed him. 
was, uh, he was cowering like a scalded dog. <laughs> but yeah, after he takes out the lumberjacks, the kung fu dudes surround him, dragon and they're sound. dragon sound, and they're they're kicking the shit out of him and everything. I don't remember. I think uh, Jolly like he cheats. He, he cheated I think I think he scooped up some sand into his mouth and then he <laughs> clapped his cheeks and just, it just blew up such a hard. It just blinded them. Yeah, and then he kicked him in the dick. That's it. That's all it takes. So it, it comes down to Greta Greta and Ginty. Greta Ginty. Ginty Greta. And she's confident because she's beat the shit out of a lot of men, too. Yeah, we've been seeing her in the background, like, just punch, just punching the shit out of people. And so they do the test of strength. Have you ever seen wrestling? They, mm-hmm. they put their hands up. Yep. And they clench their fingers together. Yep. And then Greta, she does a classic move, heel move, kicks him in the stomach. I love it. Falls down, punches him. Again, the audience, they, they've got the, the the metrics all wrong here because we want to see Kinty get his ass kicked. Because we're supposed to be cheering for him, but we're so excited to see him get sucker kicked. And sucker punched. And then he goes, hey, one turn deserves another. And he just punches Greta. And she, he sucker punched her. Yeah, she turned her back on him because she's like, you're not a real man. And he grabs her hand and is like, I'll show you what a real man is packing. And apparently that's all you need to turn people on your side. Hit a woman. Knock them out. Because they're like, yes, he's our leader. They love him because he just beat the shit out of a woman. So McWayne walks over and steps up. Everybody, I know you love living out here. Shitting on and around your outhouse. Fighting each other. Eating lizards off rocks. Bashing brains in, fucking each other, but it's wrong. I got a new way for you to live. You'll hand in hand shit new together. Way for you to live, exactly. Your way is wrong. Our way is right. You're gonna fight to the death with Omega for our way of living. You're gonna hold hands when you shit. You're only gonna do the deed. You're not gonna do the deed. All right, no one's fucking. When you come over to the new way. But you're going to do and it. And you can tell he's starting to lose the crowd. Yeah, he's just like, like I was like, losing my, my lead there. Yeah. Thought, yeah. So he just the corner of the like, give him the black flower fist. And he's like, how does that? Like, it is the weakest. Like, I swear uh, they replaced his hand with a little rubber fist. I thought fist. he was impersonating the prosser because his hand was so crumpled up. It but... was. It was so sad and weak, and yet everybody loses their shit. Like, I cannot wait to shit hand Well, they started hand. going, this is awesome. <laughs> and I, that was a little overkill just for that little weak mm. fist pump. Mm. Yeah, back over to Natasha. Natasha. Oh, H. Natasha. <laughs> and she, of course, is being tortured by Prosser because this is, this is, I guess, the first evil thing we've seen him do. And he takes people, and I guess like, uh, I guess like in uh, Phantom of the Paradise, he lobotomizes them and then forces them to work on an assembly he line. He re-educates them. He re-educates them. And then them. he sends, he's going to... I think that I think the punishment is you, if you don't get reeducated, you go to the assembly line. Oh, okay, okay. So this is Detroit. We're in Detroit, Griff, because birthplace of the assembly line. Yeah, Henry Ford. Look so we've got Nat- Natasha, and she's on a glowing white table. She looks like I looked like watching this film. Yeah, like I literally had to put like a bar to hold like like fucking Clockwork Orange. I had yeah, to Clockwork clap, Orange. Strap myself down to watch this. Yeah. And she's maybe she's watching the movie as 
for the scene. She is wide-eyed. They made sure to put a lot of makeup around her eyes to yeah, make her— She looks her, very great for being tortured. Yeah. Her eyes are really popping here. Beautiful eyes on this woman. And, and I'm reading I'm reading them. Yeah, she's like, I need to get the fuck off it's this like movie. A, it's like a penthouse forum. That's how beautiful the eyes I are. I did not get paid enough for this movie whatsoever. Yeah. And they wanted me to have a love scene with Ginty. Like, that's what I was reading. I don't know if that's what you were reading in her eyes. I was reading a lot. You were reading a lot. It's too much. Too much. So we get – I love this. We get a look over at that crippled hand trying to work the remote, and he is fucking selling the shit out of it. He's no, like, no vowels on this remote either. Yep. <laughs> vowels in the future have been eliminated. Yeah. Except Omega. <laughs> in Omega, you still get vowels. Anywhere else, no vowels. Well, they just use the symbol of Omega. It's true, yeah. but they still pronounced every vowel. And they were very subtle about how these guys are are Nazis because they're wearing the black uniforms with the red armband. Well, the, the thing about the the dragon sound is they recruited a Nazi to be their leader. Did you notice that? No. Yes. As they're running through uh, the building later, they have a guy in a Nazi jacket and uniform leading them. You don't think it was supposed to be the guy was like – Undercover, like in a disguise. I saw him at the camp in the Nazi. I don't know why they didn't go in with jumpsuits. That's that seemed to work, you know. Yeah, really. Well, they never mind. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, Natasha's like, no, don't make me watch this movie. And then we just cut away. We're like, oh my well, god, this we guy learned, means business. In, in case we didn't rem- re- remember to say it, he's going to control her mind. Yeah. Okay, that's that's like it's like a pimp, Griff. Yep. You control a woman's mind and you control her body. So we go back over to our our, our marginals. Uh, these are the junkyard kids. We're seeing uh, a, a, a Omega Force. He's got a speedster. He's parked out on the side of the road. He's taking a nice pee. You know, he's what got... happened to his bike? Where was it? Did they go back to Enlighten Mountain? Where the fuck? Like, because he didn't have. Cause he, he took. He took the fucking tunnel. Walked it. Where was the bike at this whole time? What are we talking about? His bike. He gets his bike back. We're not even talking about Ryder yet. What are we talking about? We're talking about, like I just said, the marginals. I don't care about the marginals. Rolling up on a speedster, but okay. his bike was left at the new well, age we, Yeah, we pointed out. Camp. We pointed out, so they went back. So I, the, yeah. I need to know that. Well, they okay? took McWayne back there. Okay. So we pointed out the thing that, that uh, uh, the Omega care about most is traffic safety. So there's all these traffic stops, and so they're slowly – Piecing, taking up, taking apart all the traffic stuff. Yeah, what they're trying to do is uh, uh, gather an entourage up here. So they're trying to get more. Starting a vehicle. convoy. They're starting a convoy. So we get this first cut. We got the Omega guy pissing off a beautiful scenery. He's looking over a mountain and everything. He's pissing, just going, man, the Omega life is pretty great. I'm gonna go There's back, no have some Jello shots, piss in front of a mountain, fucking, you know, get my ass slapped by by some dude in leather. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna, I'm living the life. But then the the marginals show up, and the girls like, hey, how about I check that pecker for you right now? I'll shake it for you. Pecker checker. Pecker checker. And as he's like, well, Whoa. she did also say. You have the biggest dick I've ever seen on an Omega yeah. guy. And when she offered sex, he's like, is that consent? Send it in. So well, he, he starts walking over to him like like a zombie, and uh, one of the other marginals shows up and strangles him from behind. So they steal his speedster. Which is just a car. Which is just a car with large spikes. <laughs> and we in see it. the convoy coming, so they're working their yeah. way. Because like, this is their whole, like, I guess... 
defense against the the marginals, or whatever. Just speed st- traffic stops every like mile. There's a, there's a cop. That's all it That's is. It. That's all it is. It's the most boring force ever. So we see this convoy. They got a big truck. We got a chopper with Fred in it. Yeah, we got uh, Anne McWayne. I think was in it. McWayne was uh, flying. We got. It. We have our man Ginty in his shit cycle. The boogie, yep. the boogie bot. The boogie bot. Which of course, Boogie's got something fun to say right now. You can't mix it, Jack. Boogie, and you're the only thing that kept me awake. It, it is, yeah. Yeah. And so basically, that's all they're doing for the next ten minutes. They're taking out one by one these traffic stops, and that's probably the most unfair thing. These fucking. Uh, like DWI stops. That's why we're fighting against the new ways fighting against them. We should be allowed to dry, drink and drive <laughs> in the future because there's no fucking people. Griff, it's the, it's the apocalypse. As we are crashing through various um, barricades, there is one where because Jowls is leading the way. And is he? Because he immediately just goes off the road. Well, he gets pushed off the road. And he uh, could have just turned around, but he's kind of like, oh, oh no, I can't get involved with this. Chase, I'm off road. So we have cuts. We have cuts of Ginty and the bike. They're they're, they're just driving through the woods. They're just driving through the woods. Thankfully, there's like a trail. I don't know why there's a trail. It, it was like dirt bike trail. And, and or, so, okay, guys, imagine you know the end of Road Warrior, like one of the greatest car chases of all time. Imagine that, but shitty. This is basically what we get. Mm-hmm. It's a boring ass. Ginty's not even involved with the fucking car chase. No, Ginty. I mean, Mick we, Foley we, is like the the hero of this fucking chase. We we get some excitement and uh, just him conversing with Boogie Bot, but that's it. Dula the butcher. We just we're watching these two. It's like a bus with all the windows taken out, going up another like large military truck bus. With a bunch of armed guards inside of them, and they're just exchanging shots. We're just hearing ba 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 whatever that laser noise was. We're just we're just hearing that, and and then we're getting cuts of Fred shooting downwards too. It's what is this? Eight minutes of this? It was like fucking eight minutes, and it was torture. And Mick Foley does throw a grenade in someone's like lap and blows up. I think the other boss. Who's Mick Foley? The lumberjack guy. Oh yeah, you're right. And then they're like. Then all of a sudden, Ginty somehow gets right back on the road. Like, I'm going to get you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, it's just barricade. It's a rope. It's just barricade. And he's like, they. I think they shoot a rocket. And, he, and then like, all right, there's the barricade's gone. And then, no, oh, no, it's not. Oh, I like his uh, I like his Sly Sloan impression Ginty did right there. He should probably do that more. <laughs> because he sounds, like, he sounds like he's having a stroke. So, it's, yeah. All right. Barricade. <laughs> fuck that barricade. And that's not the barricade, Griff. It's Goliath from Knight Rider all of a sudden appears. But it's like on steroids. There's spikes upon spikes. There's a hat on a hat. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's so heavy that it rolls at like a mile an hour. It rolls slower than that. It's like 0. 0.2 miles an hour. <laughs> Literally, if you just take your foot, you just put your, your car into drive and don't even push a pedal, it's going slower than that. Oh, God. I love this buildup because we're getting ready for Ginty to figure out how he's going to take this bus down. But we go back to Prasso. Yeah. And he's fingering that remote, slapping at it with that dead little loaded glove hand of his. Loaded black glove. Torturing poor, poor Natasha. Great job. 
And uh, as we see her crying out some more, it is literally cut and paste the first scene we saw of her being tortured. <laughs> she like crying no more. <laughs> but we get to see, and this is where we get to see our Nazi man leading the way for uh, Dragon Sound. Dragon Sound is now in the building, and they're working their way through the building. Uh, like I said, with that Nazi. Well, they're doing it. And also, Greta and her girlfriend. They found a jumpsuit. Yes, so they're they like did. in the inner workings, the, the the water treatment plant. So this isn't just a two front attack. I thought they were going to rescue uh, uh, Natasha. Nata- no, they don't. They just, you yeah. know, they're in another part of the building. But this is a three pronged attack. This is yeah. kind of advanced for Ginty. So McQueen obviously came up with the plan, right. or maybe Fred did. No, because after we see what how McGinty and we see his plan to stop Goliath, I don't think so. It's the stupidest goddamn plan I've ever heard. All right, so here we go. We got Ginty and we got the Boogie Bot, and he's trying to tell a Boogie Bot, "We got this, man." And he's trying to get Boogie Bot all revved up, and Boogie Bot, you know, he's trying to give, he's trying to feed it right back. Boogie Man feels good. But I don't know if Boogie Bot's really feeling it. He's probably sized this up. He's of course done the he doesn't feel it because Ginty's plan is all right. I'm, I'm going into slow. It's like, yeah. we're going to slide underneath the truck and then we're going to figure something out. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. And then Boogie Bot, I guess he's just like, he, he, he just feels that blood. Yeah, he tells him it's going to take a 40 megaton bomb to take it out. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Something underneath. That's the that's always the weak spot. You so see? they slide underneath Goliath. Fucking Boogie Bot slowly gets crushed. He could literally have pushed Boogie Bot out of the fucking way. That's how slow it. But he he's slowly getting tortured. And for the first time, the audience is in distress because you hear the death throes of Boogie Bot. Oh, mercy, dog! We got it. Oh, mercy, it's coming That's got that's got me crying. I did. I did shed a tear there. And lo and behold, Ginty somehow, hey, a fucking blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. There's a thing that says, do not mess. There's a sign right underneath it. Do not touch this. It will make the Goliath explode. Ginty has been around enough 80s movies to know exactly how circuitry works. Like an elevator, you just put a screwdriver near anything, touch it, and things just start breaking. I thought he was just going to throw a grenade in there. That's but, what I thought. But. I thought he immediately stuck a bomb in there. That's what I thought too. But no, <laughs> what he had done was like put maybe maybe he was hiding like some dirty pictures or something else up there. But he just starts prodding at it with a little screwdriver, and then the car st- like you see was it a flamethrower or is it a normal gun on the front? But it, it was just stopped. Thrower, it was yeah. a flamethrower, and it stopped spurting out flames. So he disarmed that, and then apparently. He cut – this was like a hydraulic vehicle or something because it cuts the one side of the vehicle so it starts turning to the right and going kind of in a circle, and it goes off-road where it just sits there for a few seconds, and everyone celebrates the victory. Right. They put this car off-road. It's got to have a dozen people in it to be you know, conducting it and everything and launching the guns and all that. It just goes off the road, and all these people are like, we've been defeated. We'll just sit in here now. And it gets even worse than that because as it sits there, Ginty goes back over to join everybody else. Oh man, we got to. Someone needs to get my motorcycle. He goes to hop into the helicopter, and everyone's gonna charge back forward. But then the murder bus blows up. Maybe they were so embarrassed to losing to Ginty, they blew themselves up. That makes sense. Yes, 
That's the only reason this makes sense. So Ginty gets to the jump. Back to Omegaville. I don't know what that city was called. <laughs> Just call it Omega. Dragon Sound. They're still killing away. They're budding the Nazi. They're like, Proud Boys will never die. And we see our ladies. They're taking out some fucking people. Yeah, they've made it to the control room, like the brewery section we were brought up earlier, where Natasha had worked out the fucking speaking spell. They're in that control room. And you think there's going to be some hacking here? No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought something interesting. No. Yeah, they are just killing slaves. Uh, That's all they're doing. Or I don't even know. You see, I'm I'm defeating my own <laughs> narrative for this whole fucking place. They're just shooting the help. They're just shooting the workers. They're not even mm. shooting the fucking Omega guards. They're just shooting all the people who, it always is, who are just working. Yeah, it really is. You know, shooting the migrant workers. Why do they always send the poor? Oh. <sighs> So, as that's going on, our chopper finally lands with Ginty and Freddy Boy. And Ginty jumps out, hey, you, you going to come with us? Fred's like, I wasn't paid enough, brother. One day of work. I'll be here at the chopper. And so, then I'm kind of suspicious. Yeah. he does, like, wink at the camera. And I'm like, what's going on with Fred? I like this. Fred never missed a time to kill somebody. He's a hammer. Exactly. Even Ginty has a look on his face like, well, that's pretty weird. I thought you would like to go in and kill him. He's John DeHart. <laughs> well, you know, Fred, any day above ground. I'm just trying to do a mopey voice. I love this because Ginty falls immediately to the ground. Like, this is what I expect his agility level is as a human being, where he would try to sprint and he just immediately falls to the ground and face plants. But it, he does, he does uh, get like a Darth Vader voice in his head telling him... Let's go! Loaded black glove! That's right. Donald Pleasance has a loaded glove. You gotta beware of the loaded glove. I That blew me away. You're exactly right. It was very, like, servants in the forest type. Like Yoda's ghost speaking to Ginty. But yeah. It, but it was Boogie. Not to mention, look out. I didn't know that, like, Boogie bots had go force ghosts. That was really cool. Yeah. Not to mention, he tells him, look out for... Superstar Billy! There's some, there's some treacherous, treacherous uh, bad guys in here. Better believe it. So, he takes the heed to the advice. They they just wind up in Prosser's... Like, as soon even as, the director, the, everyone involved bored with this movie. They're like, end it. Yeah, as soon as Ginty stands back up after reflecting on uh, Boogie Bot... We just see the dragon, dragon sound walking out with all the Omega forces. There's thousands of them just walking out, hands up. Don't give a fight. They don't care. They're just to help, you know. Right. So they're just they're like, like hey, as long as we can have our jealous shots and S and M, fucking, we don't care. Yeah. What they don't know is that McWayne's about to tell them, no, you uh, don't get that. And yes, you do have to shit hand in hand with somebody else. These people are used to pooping in private, so they're not gonna like that. So we we just. Immediately, we're just in Prosser's, like, glare boardroom, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, it's his control room, man. It's his office. And he's like, welcome, gentlemen. I expected you. Yeah. And they're like, hey, where's Natasha? you're jumping the point here. They don't even bring up the fact that they're looking for Natasha. McWayne just starts in with oh, his yeah. whole I, thing. I, I tuned out. You're right. You did. This whole, I didn't want to listen. They are so focused. Like... Ginty doesn't even know what he's doing here. He's just been going along for whatever reason. Nata or excuse me, McWayne <laughs> is just like, 
Your way of life is so fucking stupid. You guys are not holding hands when you shit. You're giving people work. You're feeding them. You're giving them jello shots. You're letting them have sex with each other. All of that is wrong. We're putting an end to it. Oh, the people will be so sad. They can't come on each other's faces. But I see. I see that you will have your way. Yeah, it was like a five-minute political debate. I tuned out. It, it's nothing to pay attention to. It's awful. It's just it's just the rich. Padding. It's just the two rich people trying to exploit you know the middle class and underclass people. And then I love this. Donald Pleasance. He obviously he wings Hauser this line. He came up with it on his own, clearly. Will you do me in? All right. Or will you leave me okay. to allow me to do it myself? Yeah, he's like, he's like challenging them to kill him. Because he's like, you guys don't even have the balls to kill me. And Ginty's thinking it over like, do I want to kill this man? Or hey. should we watch him kill himself? Where's that hot chick at? Yeah, yeah. Finally, he's like, wait a minute. That hot chick. Oh, you mean this hot chick? You know what it was? When he was thinking about putting a gun to his head, he thought about how Natasia put a gun to his dick. My willy willy! And he's finally like, oh... Yes, that woman. He's thinking with his gun dick. Yes, he is. And he turns around the big bad guy chair. It's Natasha with a gun to her head. This is cool. Usually, when you see the chair reveal, it's the evil guy in the chair. This is this is interesting because it was the woman in the chair. She'll yeah. do anything I say. You will learn to hate me. Oh, I fucking love it because he did another little promo there. But the ultimate, you know. Conclusion of it is, you will learn to hate. So me. we're under the impression she's been brainwashed, but no, no, no. This, this is they, they kind of blew their wad a little too early because first thing she does because he's like, he's like, well, maybe you don't kill yourself, maybe you'll kill them, kill your father. We're learning to hate him right now because of this. Yeah, and she, she and I, I can tell immediately that she's not brainwashed because she, she does the most rational thing you can do. She shoots Ginty. Well, yeah, she's going through a wave of facials right now because she's looking at Ginty, and she's never stared him directly in the jowls. So she's looking him directly in the jowls, and her face is just distorting. It looks like the fucking uh, – oh, I can't even think of the movie name right now. But it looks like the scramble suits in that movie that I'm thinking of. And her face is just going through waves and waves of emotion, and she shoots him. And we're like, good, finally, yeah, fuck, we're shit. We're like, movie over. Like, she's not – fucked up she's normal she's a rational human being exactly a, i mean if you see ginty you're, and you have a gun you're instinctively gonna that's kill your him. natural instinct you know that but no for some for some reason the filmmakers think we care about ginty so we're, we're like oh my god and is she gonna kill mcwayne next yeah scanner darkly the movie i was thinking of with the scramble no. suits she turns around unloads on prosser shoots him in the head and he put apparently his two brains because this dude he, he dies the slowest death scene. Apparently, what they didn't tell or what he forgot, Donald Pleasance, is that he had he had makeup <laughs> on his head like he got shot in the head because he goes down and he's going again more great facials. Or Donald Pleasance is a fucking stud, and they've wasted him in this movie, but this helps it a lot. He is dying, going through waves of emotion. I am dying. Last words and everything. He's got a fucking giant hole in his head. What is this? Alas, Poyorek, he just does a fucking soliloquy from Hamlet. He's speaking Hamlet. I, I love when fucking Donald Pleasant speaks Hamlet. Hamlet. And so, Murray, we just go back out to the water treatment facility, and there's the Mission Accomplished banner out. Right. Everything's McWayne good. Wayne taking credit for everything, like those you know, fuckers at top always do. Yeah. 
And then we get a bizarre sequence where Natasha, more padding, they, these lock eyes, they're reading each other's eyes, and they just stare at each other for 10 minutes. Nastasia and who? The Gintz. Yeah. Somehow she has managed to be able to lock eyes with him. I don't they, know how It she was did filmed it. separately. There's no way you could look in Ginty's face that long. That makes sense. <laughs> this was the best editing they did of the movie. And I'm like, woo, thank God this movie's over. No. Because then we get a scene of some Omega goons with the body of Prosser. And they lay him out on this table. Okay, so we just saw all the Omega people get ushered out. But, of course, there's a secret, secret uh, hideout for them. Well, these guys came back from the jello shot. And they were like, hey, what's going on? And then they go, oh, my God, Prosser must be dead. Okay, so, so they yeah. scoop up his body and they take him over to where they have, like, the rehabilitation chamber that Darth Vader had. Right. They and stick we, him in the we, tube and they start prodding him with little needles. <laughs> They to play a game of human operation on them. It was they interesting. Just, they pull out his funny bone, his Adam's apple, his nose lights up, and then they open up his shirt. And oh my god, this was so awful! It was like literally just like like a like a board. For, I don't know what's the word for this graph. Like a board with circuit chin. board. Circuit board. That's it. It's laying on laying on his chest. It's not even trying to make it look like it's a part of his body. Well, what what's interesting about this whole scene? I mean, aside of how interesting it already is, <laughs> is that we hear a voice over an intercom talking, and it's Donald Pleasant's voice. Yeah, and we're like, what's going on? Yeah, we're advanced sci-fi people. This is the most scientific it gets in this movie, like sci-fi themed, and we're watching Donald Pleasant tell them what to do with his body. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Donald is a supercomputer. Put his brain into a computer. What is this? It's a clone. He says it's a clone. Well, I. But it's a cyborg clone. I'm leading into that movie. But yes, that was the conclusion here. Thank you. And he's got. He had a pretty sweet leather jacket on. It's like a Nazi kind of leather. Yeah, we we cut over to. He's like in his new lair, wherever this is at. And we're like, what? Because, of course, Griffey, this movie's so exciting. You got to set up a sequel. You know? And then. I'm like, my mind's already blown. That what? He's he's alive. It makes sense though that like a cyborg could survive getting shot in the head, maybe a few seconds. More. Yeah, so yeah. Now it makes sense. Yeah, that makes more sense for sure. And then we're like, is that all you need, man? And like, oh my god, it's Fred Williamson. What the fuck is he? He's, a, he's the good guy, isn't he? Do you think the enlightened new way realizes what they have fallen into? It's my Donald Pleasant's impression. Great. Yeah, the two gay number one. <laughs> and so, like, oh, my God, Fred is in cahoots. So we see a double agent. Like, what is going on? I can't wait for the sequel. It never happened. So they're just setting up. You know, this was originally going to be a trilogy, like, like The Matrix. Of course. And <laughs> never came to fruition for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. They're going to go back into hiding. They're going to scheme their next plot. They've already got their claws on the new way. So their whole fucking way of shitting hand in hand, it's not going to – they're going to let them believe that's what's going to happen here. So, but enough shit. Let's talk about shit. Kinty, uh Boogie, thank God Boogie's back. He's looking good as ever. They repaired the Boogie bot. Gospel, baby! And Boogie's like, you know, are you going to fuck this chick or what? Well, you yeah, know? Natasha comes over looking great. Ginty is just like, hey, I'm just looking to hump my bo- boogie bot over here. You know, just hop back on and feel I'm, the G's. I'm boogie's like, I'm boogie sad. Like, fuck that broad, brother. <laughs> and 
He he and the boogie bot nudges him closer and then he gets this sweet moment. He he just grabs like her, her like face, like her chin, and he goes, It's too bad you are my sister, because I'd fuck you. And then he just hops on his bike and just drives off. Doesn't even kiss her. Never! Never! Awful movie. Yeah, it was rough. So you're welcome for for playing it off with the boogie bot, but fuck! Oh my god, we that was supposed to be a punishment for everybody, and it ended up becoming our personal hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was like I can't think of a worse for movie we've done. Like, I don't know. This one is seriously <laughs> god awful. Like it's not even a joke. I I'm afraid of looking. Like I think I watched this back in the day when I was into MST3K. Holy shit! This is fucking bad. I can't imagine watching it with old folks would be any better. This no. is just just. This is the best you're gonna get. This is the best experience you're ever gonna get with Warrior of the. I already forgot the name. Lost World. world. Warrior what, what, of the. Hey, Lost what is world. the Lost World? That is nothing. To, what the fuck? I don't get it. I hate it. I hate fucking. Donald everything. Pleasance was great. Underused. Villains made no sense. They didn't do anything that was that treacherous. The marginals were just whatever. I love seeing the New York New Year's Evil guy come back. That was kind of cool. But, Boogie Butt was great, but that was our creation. Yeah, we added that. And, yeah, we <laughs> already welcome. know the Ginty Estate's going to be asking us to do a director's cut of this movie. and It's not going to happen because I'm not watching this movie ever again for the rest of my life. Yeah, we already. I already sent them a message and saying we're replacing Ginty then because we're not going to no, use him. No, we're replacing them. the movie. <laughs> oh, I, I don't like think this. anybody could make this movie work. I, I don't know. You put Steve James in it, I don't think even that's going to work. That's a good point. You know it's going to work? That was awful. I want to go into next week with a roar, man. I want something. Well, of course we're going to go into next week with something big because it's our 150th episode. Who would have thought, Griff? I thought we were going to be done by 15. Why are we doing this? We're masochists, apparently. Well, we, we like, I want to say 80% of the movies we do. So, we did the worst movie possible to take to take us down because we're going to be flying so high next week. We're doing a movie that has heart, Griff. Lionheart. That's right. It's the John Claude Van Damme classic, Lionheart. I'm looking forward to watching this movie. I haven't seen it in its entirety in thirty years. I saw it in the theaters. It's when he got to be into more of the dramatic role. Yes, it's he, a very he, it's, he, he emotes. Yeah, you get you get two different styles here of acting. Got my up. favorite trope: rich people watching people fight for their amusement. We haven't had that in so long. No, we great. haven't. Yeah, you've got to be thinking about like all this time in COVID. I imagine the schematics you have planned out for your fucking fight rings. And everything. All I've been thinking about is like how to make the best fight ring possible. Are you thinking about getting some Omega guys in a coliseum and hooking them up to the door? No. 114? I'm thinking nothing at all <laughs> with that movie. You're not, there was no good prop in this no, movie for no. you. Nothing. No, it gave me a lot of things not to do. <laughs> no, I will not be referencing that movie at all. <laughs> but we will be referencing Lionheart next week. So celebrate our big 150 next week and keep it warm. Oh, bless you, Oh, my God. Oh, bless you. It's coming up. 